Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the team returned from their library adventure and met a much older version of Oliver who had come to keep his promise to help them. They spent some time searching for clues to find Gravely and Malkinoth. Oliver, Sarsa, and Branch followed the trail of some locals who remained loyal to Malkinoth, while Tiburon and Randall interrogated their friend Caraquil and may have accidentally created super-muted cockroaches. In the morning, the team was called back to the portal for a new mission to settle a feud between the air and earth realms. But just as they stepped into the portal, someone broke into the portal chamber and threw a bomb! I'm no technomancer, but that's not good for stable portal travel. Your journeys through portals are generally easy. You go in one side, you emerge on the other. A new place, a new start. However, this time, you feel like static has interrupted your consciousness. Your entire body is on pins and needles. That feeling of a dead limb that you've been sleeping on pervades. You hear static, you feel static, and all those running lines start to coalesce into pins of light in front of you that are spinning. You are spinning out of control. Your eyes are trying to lock onto a point. You are moving at an incredible speed, seeing these things moving around you, but you feel no wind on your skin and you can't breathe tumbling through this endless void, you feel a pull. A grip of icy, cold, dead energy grab you and begin to pull faster and faster toward a certain point that begins to enlarge as you approach it. A ship. A galleon. A massive ship. I need you to all make perception checks at disadvantage. Uh, nine for me. 24. At disadvantage? <laughs> at disadvantage? I got a 25 and a 24. Oliver hitting hard. 16. Okay, so Sarsa, 16. 17. From Randall. Randall, okay. Who's a possum, man? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I love <laughs> Hold the visual. Possums are, are like <laughs> one of my favorite animals. I adore possum. Poor little guy. So, <laughs> and then, hey, uh, Tuberone? Three. Disadvantage. Tuberon, uh, Branch, you both are careening uh, at this immense speed, and you just see this ship uh, that is coming closer and closer and closer uh, at you. Uh, the other three, however, you manage to kind of ballerina turn your head just long enough uh, in these spins to get a, a good glimpse of this ship, of which has massive sails. Uh, tied together, almost patchwork. It is this gray-white, almost almost an ivory color. And seeing it doesn't help you slow down. Is there anything you want to do to slow yourselves down? Or attempt to slow yourselves down? 
against the pull of whatever this is. I have s- slow fall. Are you going to activate it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Oliver, you see this immense thump <laughs> about to happen. You spin your body in a way where you you absorb the shock um, and manage to grab onto one of the sails. Everybody else, you hit with a hard thump, uh, each taking seven points of bludgeoning damage. Um, but immediately your vision, gone. Uh, as you see stars sl- uh, slamming into the deck. Oliver, as you grab onto the sails to slow yourself down, you tumble through them. Oliver, I need you to make a an investigation check. Either investigation, nature, or medicine. As you grab mm. onto these sails. Medicine? Uh, we'll go with nature. <laughs> uh, 13. 13. These aren't sails. Not norm, Ugh. not cloth sails. This is not a cloth sail. Um, and as you're going down, the patchwork, the, the stitching in between each patch is kind of catching your hand. But that's not the only thing that's catching. There are gaping holes in this patchwork. And that's all you can tell as it's flying past you. And you slam onto the deck. Your four compatriots out cold. Uh-oh. What do you want to do, Oliver? Friends, uh, are you awake? What Zach, do? this is the first voice that you've heard in a while. That sounds friendly. That you know of. You are restrained against a mast. Tied up. But not with ropes. And you feel a familiar sharp claw on your tattoo. As your tattoo glows. Am I only hearing or can I see anything? You cannot see anything. There's something obscuring your vision. And and has obscured your vision for some time. My character knows that voice very well, but do I place it at all? Well, do do you know, I guess the the question is, do you know uh, Oliver? Yes. Then yes, you know this voice. All right, so this is a lot to take in. So this person goes, Sir, is that, what are you doing here? What? You gotta get out of here. This is no good. Uh, Do I know who that is? (laughs) You turn to see... A restrained who? Who who are we looking at here, Zach? Oliver, you are looking at somebody uh, you have strong connections to. It's Kevin McIntyre. The rest of you also are aware of Kevin oh, McIntyre, but uh, unconscious. But Oliver and Kevin have an interesting relationship to be explored, and this is a lot to reunite them right now. You probably have not spoken in maybe a few <laughs> years. I'm not sure. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll look at him. I'll see the beard. I'll see the physique and I'll be like oh, blast it what are you doing here boy give me a minute hold on Oliver if you are looking at Kevin uh-huh. Kevin is not alone <laughs> oh okay there's a small cloaked figure to the right of Kevin a long bony sharp claw emerging from the cloth and you see on Kevin's outstretched arm, this claw touching the symbol of the knights. Uh. That symbol glowing. And while you can't see this creature's humanoid's face, you can see that it looks up at you and then disappears 
through the deck. And like down? Alone. Through the deck. Okay. So I'll be like, I'll be right with you. I get... What the... What, <laughs> what the blazes was that? All you know, Kevin, but you found your way on this ship captured. You do not know who your captors are. All you have heard over the last while that you have been here, and it's hard to tell how time moves in this space, are screams and thudding, the crying out of terrified souls, some of which you recognized and some of which you didn't. I don't know how, how long it's been. I don't know where, where. I'm not sure how long I've been here. I don't know where those things are, but they're not good. We gotta get, we gotta get everybody all right, out of here. All right, all right, all right. Shut your face. Yes, 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 sir. Sorry. I'll turn down to Sarsa and do a medicine check uh, to try to rouse her a little bit. I need you to make a deck save as you go to Sarsa. Okay, that's uh, a fifteen. Massive rib-like bones begin to peek their way up through the deck and snap like a bear trap on you. What? You barely you jump back, or actually, what do you want to do at this moment? You see these things as a part of that deck save. How do you want to respond? I'm going to disengage. Okay. Uh, I use my speed and kind of just back up. So you're, you're leaving Sarsa there, and you're just going to jump back. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go back. You hear this massive cracking sound uh, as these bones interlock, and you can see through this this rib this rib cage uh, that's encapsulated Sarsa. And you look around, and all of your other friends are also in these same cages, uh, with Cavan being the exception, as he is currently tied to the mast um, with strange, uh, strange bone-like structures, uh, and a and a skeletal hand over his face. All right. Plan B. And I'll take out my pike, which has a large blade on the on the end, and I'm just going to kind of hack down at the uh, bone structure that's holding Cavan and, and try to free him. With the closing of these cages, this loud thump and then this chopping sound, the, the other four of you begin to awake. Um, you are trapped uh, on this ivory deck encapsulated in these rib cages um, of what look to be bone-like structures as you awaken. What? Where are we? We're in a bad place there, Branch. Just hold on. Uh, um, am I able to do things at this point? Or yeah, am I still you are okay? conscious. Cool. Branch has an amulet that allows him to become any CR0 character. uses wild shape kind of freely to turn into a CR0 character. Do it. Um, so he's going to turn into a let's say mouse and like scamper out of the cage. Sure. That is definitely small enough to get through the bars. Uh, so you tran transform your entire visage shrinks down into this small little mouse uh, and you pounce and pounce. You bound through, <laughs> through the bars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and you bound through the bars. Hey, squeak. You are, you are free branch. Hey there branch. Um, do you think you might be able to, um, turn into something larger and very strong to uh, try to free your other friends. Uh, don't worry about it. I got it. And uh, Randall's going to try and gnaw on part of the bone and just try and like bite through it. <laughs> yeah, go make a strength check for me there, Randall. 
Tooth strength. <laughs> Very possumy. That's so Randall. <laughs> uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, you're yeah. nine. It's actually, it's kind of tasty, honestly. <laughs> it's got some, uh, mm. it's, it's got some life to it. That bone marrow. Um, yeah. yeah, you. I mean, you have you have chewed on bones before of other critters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're a possum. Yeah. Uh, and this is it tastes kind of good. It, this it, is it the tastes, good stuff. It tastes very fresh. Oh yeah. Okay. Arr. Guys, leave me. I'll be <laughs> here for a minute. Arr. Do get me out last. <laughs> Tiburon, Sarsa, you two are awake. Are you attempting to get out of the cages in any way? I think Sarsa would just initially kind of fling herself at the cage. It wouldn't necessarily be a very well thought out approach to anything. Just uh, uh, grab the bars, <laughs> <laughs> shake yeah. them around a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think she would have much more than that. Um, and then, yeah, I think just kind of taking stock and scanning the room and seeing if there's anything that could be leveraged. Like Make a perception check for me, Sarsa. 17. S- 17. Good to know. Tiburon? I think Tiburon would um, <coughs> sort of lean back and go, you gotta use something a little stronger than that, Randall. And he would uh, try and thrust his legs um, up to uh, to try and knock off some of the some of the ribcage. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead and make a uh, athletics check for me. Uh, Sarsa. I'm you were 17, correct? Yes. Sarsa, you're the first to notice uh, that there is no wind here. But as you're looking around the ship, the sails wave back and forth. And you can start to see pieces of these sails falling down, becoming disconnected from the main mast and you see behind all of your friends these masses falling from the sails and coming slow ever closer as if a thunderstorm was coming at at you these things start falling from the sky onto your group Mm. I need everyone who is not currently in a cage to make a deck save. Is Kevin free from Oliver trying to slice the bounds or is he still? Just in time. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, with with that role, I would say absolutely. Um, I mean, these, these are meant to keep somebody in. He, this person wasn't expecting somebody to come at the, the bindings. The bindings themselves are not super strong. Okay. So he sliced out. Kevin, you are free. now making a deck save. Oliver rolled a 23. 23, yeah, okay. Monks. I'm going to say that Branch uh, (laughs) unbecame a mouse uh, (laughs) before all this happened. Sure. Just Kevin is 15. uh, That's a natural one. (laughs) Kevin, 15. Yeah, okay. So that'd be a four, all told, for Branch. (laughs) Kevin, Oliver, uh, you two hear the whistling, maybe hear a scream uh, out of Sarsa's... (laughs) Sarsa's mouth. Um, It's a a rolling string of expletives. (laughs) As you two jump out of the way, we still need... What was was your role there, Tiburon? Uh, 18. 18. Yeah, you actually managed to kind of kick in some of the bones, causing some surface fracturing. It's not enough. You've definitely made a larger opening, but you're a pretty big humanoid. 
Uh, and you can try and squeeze through if you want to make an uh, acrobatics check for me. Would I be able to... Is it enough to, like, get a grip and try and just, like, pry it apart? The bars have always been big enough to do that. If you want to try oh. and pry it apart a little bit more, yeah, you can make one more athletics check. Okay. Uh, it's okay. This is going to be a lot harder to do. Okay. Uh, because they're 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 in the ground, like they're 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 in they're on the deck. They're like a part of the deck. Got it. That is nineteen. Nineteen. You needed a twenty-one. Um, ah. Very close. Uh, so these bars aren't going any further, you, uh, and you're not able to to sneak through with pure strength. Back to these falling pieces of sail that are squelching on the deck and on top of your cages. Gross. These things begin to let out sounds and begin to move themselves in a way like a jelly, almost like a fish out of water, like a, like a jellyfish, writhing themselves. And you can hear the sounds of slurping and almost like over-contracting. The thing you definitely hear is bones! I need everybody to roll initiative. Yeah, we are just coming in hot today. Yeah, as, uh, as I was saying, it's really bad here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> be on your guards, y'all. This is Kevin's first view at these actual creatures. You don't know what these are yet. Uh, we're going to start off here with Branch. Is that correct? 23? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Branch, uh, all these creatures are wailing at you. You can see that they have faces. They have limbs their their bodies are squared off almost and they're contracting just but moving in a fluid like way just screaming bones okay so there's one on me it is covering you it is literally on your body and we'll say um, you take five points of bludgeoning from that i overuse this form but i'm gonna do it anyway uh branch is gonna go eh, no and he's gonna wild shape into uh, a giant octopus and then he's gonna with my um, action. So that's my bonus action. My action, I will try to uh, tentacle off the one that's on me. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a strength check as a giant octopus as you attempt to grab this thing and throw it off of you. Six. I'm rolling great rolled today. a s- 17. As you attempt to grab this thing, it seems to only hold on more, and you can feel its fleshiness digging into you. In a, in a way that is extremely unnatural for a physical being, it's starting to reach through your skin and meld with you. Ugh. You need to deal with this quickly. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? I think that's all I can do. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are done with Branch. We're now Maybe telepathy. To... He'll, he'll use his telepathy to be like, eh, help. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, what are you doing? Kevin McIntyre will cast a spell called Spirit Shroud. It's a newer spell. It's a bonus action, and these uh, this radiant spirit surrounds him and will allow him to do extra damage. Specifically, you call for spirits of the dead, which flit around you for the spell's duration. The spirits are intangible and invulnerable, and then he will... Uh, so he's holding this hammer, or actually he may be, depending on how he was bound, he may just reach out and uh, a hammer appears or flies to his hand depending on where it is and it's a warhammer of if anybody has any sort of like knowledge of dwarven work it's like very obviously an ornately specifically dwarven hammer 
it flies to his hand, and he will probably try to aid Branch. How far is he from Branch in terms of Close trying enough. to help with that? Yeah, so he'll um, actually hold on that hammer and throw it. It's a big full-size warhammer, which is not usually throwable, but it like shoots out kind of like a light hammer would for now, his first attack. This thing is encompassing Branch. Or at least a piece of branch. Uh, a, a part of a part of this thing's nature is whatever you do to it, the creature that is currently grappled with will also feel the effects. Hmm. So, like sizing that up, you think he would be like, mm, "This is not a hammer situation. More of a maybe tear it off situation, or <laughs> uh, attack I mean, another one." You can uh, you can attempt. I mean, depending on, on the attack roll here, like if it's high enough, I'll say that you very deftly threw it. To like grab just a piece of this creature, we'll say like a fifteen or up. Uh, you, you really definitely throw this hammer. I think Kevin is pretty confident in his like surgical hammer skills, so <laughs> we'll take a we'll take a shot with this. Uh, that'll be a twenty-six. Yeah, uh, yes. Jeez. The hammer goes flying through the air and mashes into this amorphous being, grabbing onto it and actually ripping it and tearing it off of these, uh, this giant octopus form that Branch is currently stuck in. Uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Kevin? Well, he is a higher level fighter, so that would be the first of three attacks if he has opportunity do it, do to it, just do it. wail on it. Uh, a 15 and third one is a 27. Uh, yes, both hit. So the first one, he like, this hammer like flies and hits, and then you actually see it like come back to his hand as he's running forward. So the second one is like melee attack. Uh, did you say all three hit? Yes, all three hit. Yes. Yeah, so the, the second one is going is hit that 15. So you should be fine. So you can see this, this thing flapping off the side now. Goes to town on this thing and wails on it a lot. I will add up damage for it. Meanwhile, Tiburon and Oliver, you have the same initiative. You two can determine who you want to go first. You can go first, Carlos. Go first. While we're doing math, math, right. math, math, math. So I'm still in the rib cage, correct? Uh, yes, you are trapped in the rib cage, and one of these things has is currently slinking through the the rib cages above you and reaching out at you. Okay, is it possible to attack it through the? The yes, ab the absolutely, cage? yes. Okay, great. Well, I will uh, go ahead and attempt to attack it with my scimitar. Make a That's slice. 20. One is 30. And another one is 25. <laughs> they all hit for sure. Uh, you are slicing, dicing, and uh, gnashing and rending uh, this thing. Go ahead and roll for damage for me. Uh, as uh, Kevin, do you have that damage? Yeah. So Kevin's three hammer attacks plus these spirits that are surrounding him also kind of like join into the damage for a total of 59. 59 damage. Some uh, of that, the spirit damage is radiant if that matters. Uh, yeah, so you <laughs> smash holes uh, in in this creature, uh, easily ripping right through it one, two, three times, uh, and then you see it slough off to the side, and you all hear, with that first one that goes down, a voice in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Did you all hear that? This is going so much better than I had planned. It's really, I cannot emphasize enough that this is not a good place. I love to watch allies fight each other. 
And Tiburon, how much damage was that? Uh, we got a 16, a 16, and a 17. So old all hit. 49 damage. 49 damage. Yeah. Slice, dice, absolute. Just lacerate this thing into bits. Uh, and you see it slough off the side of the cage and rise. And then eventually stop. So we're fairly certain that this is some kind of undead shenanigans going on, right? We feel pretty good about that assessment. I feel good about it. It certainly seems that way. Right. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to do on your turn there, Tibra? I think that'll be it. Oh, <laughs> you think just absolutely annihilating this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is now Oliver's turn. What are you doing, Oliver? Okay, well, first, I'm I'm pretty old, and so I'm wondering if I have ever seen anything like these things before, or, or even just the environment itself, if I would know about if we're on the water, if these things are, you know, weak to something. You you are not currently on water. Uh, okay. You are suspended in space. Ah, okay, cool, cool. This, in fact, I don't think you've ever been to this specific location before. Yeah, I don't In I don't fact, so if, if, if you want, go ahead and give me either, and this is going to change the outcome of the information that you get, either a medicine check or mm-hmm. a perception check, or an investigation check. Perception. Okay. 16. 16. Uh, so you, you're, uh, to determine kind of the, like what these creatures are, uh, yeah. clearly they have uh, had uh, their, their bones removed from their bodies and they mm. have been strung up. Yep. And they have been let loose uh, on you all. Um, as gotcha. You can imagine Mm-hmm. Right. I want you to imagine mm. what that might feel like to mm-hmm. all of a sudden be an amorphous goo. Yeah. Still with all your memories and all your experiences, what that would do to you. Uh, initially, my fight response is I want to move these things off the deck, like the okay. ship. So I, I'm going to use my staff, my pike slash quarterstaff, and make a couple of attacks. And I have... Okay. I'm also a fighter, <laughs> multi-class, so I have um, some I have some maneuvers that I can use to to push. First two attacks with Staff of Striking, and the Staff of Striking is a magical item that uh, I can add. It has several charges um, that I can add extra force damage to do that. Ooh, yeah. So there's going to be some stuff here. So first two attacks, we've got... 22, 20, 17, and 15. What is that, 35? Yeah, even with those two strikes, uh, the creature wails out and ceases to move uh, as your okay. staff and your... What is I it just hope it kind of like... Polearm? Catch it, catch it, yeah, polearm. It's it's a polearm, yeah, kind of And you pike. eject it over the side of the of, of this ship. All right. Um, Anything else you want to do? Fury uh, blows. <laughs> okay. Are, are Bonus action. At, an, at, an, at another creature. Then? Yeah. So I'll just kind of like I'll be like whap whap, and then if there's one that's behind me or like to the side, I'm just gonna like do the thing where I kind of like plant the pike and the the blade into the deck and kind of do like a swinging like kick like and do like a whap, you know, with the with my legs here. And those of y'all who have seen. Um, Oliver, by the way, he's fighting real different. Like he's much more like 
kind of doing a lot, a little bit more like martial artsy, like action kind of stuff instead of just like swinging down the weapon like he was. Before. Somebody already had his training montage. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's like he's like way different. Um, as as you are doing that, the just as a as a form of flavor, the thing that you threw over the side of the ship goes straight off into space. Mm. It doesn't collapse over the edge. Yeah, yeah. It's it starts just floating flies. away. <laughs> it just starts flying straight away. Right. Okay. Um, 25 and 28. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In fact, you catch one that is falling down. You hit it midair. Okay. What are those strikes? Um, uh, so it's... Uh, 20 total. Well, it's 11 and 9 for both. Okay, 20, 20 damage. This one is very, very wrecked. Uh, <laughs> honest, uh, if, if it had legs, it would be on its last ones. It is not doing well. Anything Can else I, you want to do um, your turn? Yes. Yeah, so uh, on one of those, I'll use my one of my um, gosh, so many things. Uh, superiority dice. I'll add a d8 to push it. Ooh, I rolled an 8. Heck yeah. Yeah. Crusher. Uh, when I hit it with bludgeoning damage, I can move it five feet to an unoccupied space. So I'm not only hitting it with 20 damage, I'm pushing it hopefully off the ship. You can see its body kind of uh, writhing, almost like a almost like a fish, uh, as it's slowly floating away uh, off off of the uh, off of the uh, the vessel here. And then just swinging back around, landing. Ah, sorry. <laughs> that was actually great sound effects. Uh, <laughs> and then grabbing my staff and like, I'm ready for more. Sarsa, in your cage, you too uh, have actually two of these creatures on your cage as they are, their they're weirdly fluid arms are reaching out towards you. Their face is distorted. Uh, Sarsa, because they are reaching for you, I need you to make a, uh, uh, you, get, you get a free perception check. Alright. A 22. Holy crap. Something catches your eye. A tattoo. Oh no, are they former knights? You see the tattoo of the knights. They're knights, you lot! These are former knights of the realm! And Sarsa says, I'm sorry, you lot! And then um, she's going to use her channel divinity uh, to turn slash destroy undead. Holy cow! Uh yeah. Let's let's go. Uh, this is gonna make be a wisdom wild. Save. Uh, what is the radius here on turn undead? Uh, <laughs> or destroy check. undead? I think it's thirty feet. <laughs> thirty feet. Does it does it say uh, what is it a is it a circle? Is it a? It's a radius. It a, it's a, it's a radius. So so from you being the center point. This is gonna hit above, below, and all around. Uh, yes. What is what is the uh, the DC here? I'm, I have to make a couple different ones it's here. Okay, uh, it's uh, seventeen. That is not a seventeen. Wisdom. Uh, that is actually extremely high. The first one was not. These creatures, or what's left of them in the area, and, and what what is that destroy undead? It's all everything what so destroy undead is an undead of cr one half or lower uh they're instantly destroyed okay uh these these creatures are not instantly destroyed however all of them start to yell and writhe um and start to move away from uh 
the point centered around you as, as fast as they can, which is which is not great. It, they don't, they're not moving super fast, uh, but they do start to wriggle away like worms uh, and make their way back up uh, this, uh, this, uh, these, these very large um, masts back up to the sails. Still stuck in the cage, right? I don't. You are. Uh, the, the ship itself rolled extremely high, rolled a natural 19. I don't like ships that make rolls. <laughs> That's the most upsetting thing so far. <laughs> Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome back to the DM's Table. Weston Gardner, Arcane Anthems himself, back for this excellent, creepy, weird, very Weston-like episode. It was great having him back and uh, DMing. It was great for me to be able to sit back and play a little bit and uh, debut this new uh, format of our adventure where we are going to be having some guest DMs throughout the season. So that will be some nice, fun surprises and changes of pace to come. Thanks, as always, for supporting us. We're getting lots of downloads recently, and I don't know what's going on, but we appreciate it. Um, Definitely a boost in interest. So thank you all. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And uh, if you want to support, the best way is always to tell friends, spread the words, which somebody must have been doing, and um, leave ratings and reviews. Any way you can interact in a podcast app is helpful in general, um, whether it's stars or leaving a rating or, or subscribing, following, whatever it is, that will help others find us as well. So thanks, as always, for doing that. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. With these creatures gone, that voice returns. <laughs> so, so you've discovered my little play. I was wondering when I was finally going to meet the friends of the one who made me this way, who brought me back from the depths. Well, come in now, don't be shy. First, you hear the sound of breaking bones. <laughs> and a giant hole opening up in the center of the deck of this ship. For someone who likes playing games, you certainly rig the deck by keeping some of us here in a cage. If you really wanted to play, you'd let me out and face us on equal footing, you coward. (laughs) All the cages open. Oh, that was convenient. I wasn't expecting that to work. The ship slowly drifts. What are you all doing? In this moment. So we've got a giant hole in the center of the ship. It's, it's a very inviting hole. <clears throat> so everybody's currently free, unencumbered, big ship in the middle, creepy voice in our heads. Uh, Oliver will go over and help anybody that was on the ground, pick up Sarsa, Tiburon, and just kind of give, give them a look like... This is not good. Kevin is very much like on his guard, but as soon as Oliver does that, he's like, Oh, me too, I'll follow along. And, like, Kevin is acting... All of you have had, like, some interaction with Kevin. He's prominent around the knights. He's the partner of the of Sora. And he's usually, like, very confident, very... Not the smartest guy, but, like, throws himself in, like, definitely throws out orders. And he is, in addition to this being really creepy, he's acting, like, way more deferential and kind of, like, awkward and anxious 
at this moment than you've ever seen him. It's a weird mix because you're like, is he just like scared of things? He's not usually even like the person who's very anxious about things. You've all seen and heard about him doing some like scary stuff. Um, and so like in the back of your head with everything else going on, you're all like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. And so specifically, like he sees Oliver doing that. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, me too. And he's also helping people up and kind of following along. Branch, still in giant octopus form, is going to like oh, <laughs> slap his way over towards the hole and just kind of like peek in. Branch, you peek in through the hole and looking down into the hole, you're seeing another floor, ornate pieces of bone work on the inside. Uh, you can imagine uh, this This is a massive vessel, uh, multiple masts, um, all these hanging sails, but the detail work here is astounding. And maybe for Branch, not somebody who would appreciate it per se, uh, except that it reminds you of the beauty of nature, this being a much, a much darker creation. But the way that the, the, the bones find themselves. Go ahead and make a, a medicine check for me, Branch. This might be a obvious question, but none of you know someone that was in it for the nights that had some sort of floating ship that was made out of bones? Ring any bells? Uh, the only ship and night I know is uh, was from a little kobold. So whatever happened to that old Captain Dropoff? By the way, I rolled a uh, 27. 27 <laughs> on, on medicine? medicine? Yeah. With the 27, you very def- deftly, deftly, very, deftly. Uh, very deftly, deftly identify. Cured cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything's better now. Um, <laughs> how this ship is made. The bones that this ship is made from are humans, humanoids, wrist bones, ankle bones, are they just thighs, like interlocked, interlocked beautifully. Really? constructed and shifting and shifting in constant subtle movement as one moves out of the way of another one moves in to take its place and this continues almost like an ant colony hmm. but you know that these bones are from humanoids a uh, friend uh, the ship is made out of uh, bones of uh, humans and uh, other humans like dwarf humans and other humans. Yeah, I, I, I see my share of ships, uh, Dark Harbor. That 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 kid's been uh, flying one around recently, but nothing like this, nothing ever before like this. Oh, you seen Jarek recently? Uh, yeah. Oh, has 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 he holding up? Uh, he's doing well. Weird as ever. I feel like we can talk about that later if that's okay. Fine. No, no. Yes, you're right. Um, I mean, but but. So drop off it just seems like but but he was nothing like this. Where where's all the bones and, and the grizzly human stuff coming from? I just I don't understand. It doesn't track, it doesn't follow. Uh, above table, I really I genuinely don't remember what happened to Captain Dropoff. Y'all traveled to the water realm and defeated him in a big upside down ship, and I believe he kind of like I don't think his body disappeared because I feel like you stole his pants and some stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it does sound yeah, that tracks. Yeah. He was last seen defeated in the water realm. <laughs> Can we retroactively say that Sars is wearing his pants? <laughs> Captain Dropoff's pants. Love that. She was very interested in his leather pants. Actually, no, Sarsa wasn't in that season, but it's possible she somehow acquired his leather pants <laughs> for sure. They've been passed down from Maya or whatever. Had a cameo in that season. She, she like, was. She could turn up, minute. steal some yeah. pants. 
Bravely um, shot him in the head. Yeah. As, as many of our foes have ended. Um, <laughs> so took off with a ship in the regular realm and Captain Honeymist had her ship. Those are some ships you've encountered. Sarson knows lots of people with ships. Mm. But none of them were made of bones as far as you know. I'm keeping my theories to myself. <laughs> uh, uh, Tiburon have heard in the seas in his days of sailing any myths, stories, or tales of something like a ghost ship, something like a bone Make ship. a history check for me, Tiburon. Right. Ooh, pirate. And, and, and ah. make, it, make it with advantage because you, okay. have, you have a pirate background. <laughs> well, there were both ones, so. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Carlos. Oh, <laughs> Tiburon. I've heard of a boner. Uh, yeah, I Tiburon. Um, His so favorite you... letter is W. You know, it's... <laughs> you... <laughs> You're spending more of your time listening intently to the fact that you are uh, now recognizing you are walking on people. Uh, and, and and for whatever reason, it's, it's unsettling to you. You're seeing this ship as you are walking on your friends, as you're walking on your allies, as it's all overwhelming. You're not thinking about history or lore. You're thinking about how horrifying this is for you. And you don't want to touch anything. And in fact, you, you find yourself kind of in, in, in a state of, of uh, masked panic as you feel this crushing and, and you look up at the sails and you tell yourself not to look up at the sails. You feel a, a panic growing within you. Oliver's going to walk over to Cavan and just say, kind of kind of a little bit lower, um, he's going to say, did she send you? Well, yes, yes, she did. She sent everybody on missions, but I wasn't supposed to come here. They got kidnapped. She, The kids miss you, by the way. It's good to see you. And uh, Wick is uh, growing up stealthy like you. Takes after. Uh, yeah. He's sort of like, he's going through the like little like give him a hug, handshake, uh, knuckles on the shoulder like Kevin being. If you're looking at this interaction, anybody else, like the body language again is like real weird. <laughs> I thought for Kevin. we had an agreement that you would stay with her and protect her. No matter what, not go gallivanting around searching for glory. I'm not searching for glory. There's a war on the elites. They're all no one's safe right now. We're all working together to protect the realms. It's good to see you. You know, we, we've needed you. We've needed you in it more than you have been, frankly. Sorry, sir. I apologize. I'm out of line. I had a debt to pay to these folk, and that's why I'm here. I'm not here for you. Uh, well, fine. I'm not here for you. But let's let's go pay it. Let's get these let's get these folks out of here. There's nothing good. Nothing good's gonna come of this. We gotta figure this out. I mean, uh, uh, also like uh, I feel like we're gonna have to go down that hole. Is you feeling that way? Yeah, we There's not the other options. It's like off into the abyss, or we go down the giant hole. So, hey, Randall. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you feeling hungry? <laughs> yeah, you know I could eat. Randall, you're 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 looking around. For some for something to eat, mm-hmm. go go ahead and go ahead and look, look around for something to eat, Randall. You're Randall looking. eats garbage, by the way. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It's got to be some refuse around here. Here, here. Here's the thing, Randall. Literally uh, anything. This whole this whole area smells actually like really good to you. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of of like kind of nasty nasty stuff here. Like oh, it's like an Arby's. Black, black, black. <laughs> 
It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's smelling pretty good. Hey, Randall, I, I, I would I would love for you to make, you know, may, maybe a perception check or, oh, or yeah. an investigation check or, mm-hmm. you know, something. I'm going to investigate. Yeah. See what this delicious yeah, Randall, look, look around. You're, you're, you're feeling a little like you, uh, you, could, you could eat for sure. 27. 27, mm. Randall. Mm-hmm. 27. Randall, you're looking around and you you think you find a little bit of spider web. Uh-huh. And 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 it's it's pretty thick. You're thinking uh-huh. this is this is this is going to be a juicy juicy boy if you can find this this the spider. <laughs> oh, whoever left this, start pulling on it and maybe following <laughs> the threads. Uh, yes, uh, doop, Randall. Doop, 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 All right, doop. what is what is the rest of the party doing? You have this gaping hole, an invitation uh, from a mysterious voice. I would. Kevin knows the cantrip light. I would like to cast light on his hammer okay. and throw it down there. <laughs> to light up whatever's down in the hole. So you throw it down into the hole uh, and you see that there are like walls that are that are set up uh, almost almost in a maze-like fashion. Um, and with that light on them, you see the shifting shadows of the never quite sturdy bones of the ship. And you would be jumping down into what looks like some kind of room with, uh, while not doors, kind of entryways. I think we know this is not going to be pleasant. Oliver will jump Right. Well, do we have any other alternatives? Wait, how far down is it from one floor to the next? Uh, it's going to be like a 10-foot drop. Oliver jumps down. Then Branch will lower himself down as the octopus and then turn back into Branch. Okay. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, now okay. I have bones again. Oh, no. <laughs> you lot know I have a rope, right? It is only a <laughs> from the. I did not know that! <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus is going to take the rope of climbing and she's going to command it to uh, basically stay put so that she can climb down gingerly. All ropey from season two. I forgot I had it for a really long time. For a long time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin will pull the hammer back to his hand. It just sort of like flies flies to his command. And uh, look at Randall, who's following the web strand and like just pick him up in one hand. (laughs) Hey, uh I want to see where this goes. That's not a good idea. Kevin doesn't know Randall. Like he's just like <laughs> awesome guy. I don't think that's right. Picks him up and jumps down with he's him. Gonna, he's gonna like do that thing where like he becomes like, <laughs> like your shoulders really, up, your arms yeah. half up. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> no. <laughs> arms <sighs> writhing around. Yep. You're hungry, Randall. <laughs> you you you're gonna find that spider. You're gonna find it. I want that spider. You want that spider. You don't want the spider. <laughs> it's going to be good. So you all jump down into this hole that has been broken, uh, created for you. In the interior of the ship, there's a warmth to it. Mm. There's 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 a certain uh, incubation feeling. Uh, the, again, these bones, they are not dead. They are very much living. Going into the belly of this ship, you can feel that warmth. You stand in a room, and you begin to make your way through the corridors. And you hear that voice again. Once upon a time, a warlock wanted us to be free. Fey warlocks in particular should be very careful what they wish for. As you go through these entryways, feeling your way through 
Cavan's hammer, lighting the walls, slowly seeing them writhing. We were made a living joke by the Archfey that gave me this curse. To think and to want. To want to feel and not be able. Want to be alive again and only live a half-life. And that warlock. Now I go after all her friends. You make your way through these corridors, hearing this voice in your head as you're trying to piece this together. And now I can feel that you, little goblin. Hey. What? You don't recognize me? <laughs> I, I cannot see you unless you are the ship, in which case uh, Branch is uh, very not happy about this. If you think you're clever, then you need to just show yourself. And all the walls collapse. Into the, into the floor. All the walls collapse straight downward, breaking and cracking sounds. You're now in an, in an open chamber in this ship, looking all the way uh, down uh, the ship. You can see what looks to be some kind of throne, of course, made of bone, lifting upward, these femurs sticking out uh, over this, uh, this small creature. And you can see that this hooded creature sits its boned hand clicking and clacking next to a second cloaked creature standing there, a sword in hand, broken and beaten. Both them look down and both look up at the exact same time. Small creatures. Your size, Branch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. No, 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 no. And they no, grab no. their hoods and say... You don't remember us? <laughs> Branch, do you know who these people are? Eh, Soot? You dare say the name of that thing that brought us back? Eh, Soot, I was not done. Uh, Branch was going to say, Soot is so mean. Very bad person. We don't like him and it's not, not good at all. I need you, Branch, okay. to make a history check. Story. It's not too bad. 15. Branch, it's not every day that you interact with kobolds, let alone undead kobolds. And your mind flashes back to when strangers on an island found you, one of which had two skeletal remains of kobolds that he would order around to do his bidding. I'm trying to remember their names, but it's not popping into my head. <laughs> Branch remembers. Yes. Because they were given names. And the Fae have a thing about names. Oh my gosh. Sorry, y'all, my bad. Power. Names make things real. And Branch remembers Sven and Robert. Oh, eh. Oh no. Uh. 